I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, and I'm listening to the Canned Air Podcast. How about you? Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today from theconguy.com, we have the con guys themselves, Jim Fry, Luke Cheeseman, and Ben Cleaver. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Our We're pleasure. excited to be here. This is great. We're going to have here. a good time today. I've, I've been looking, so. uh, looking at your guys' content, and uh, yeah, I think we're going to mesh really well here. So, <laughs> very excited. Uh, in our retro roundtable, we're going to be talking about uh, some of our favorite uh, con pickups or experiences at cons, or least favorite. You know how these conversations mm-hmm. tend to uh, go sometimes, so I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then we're going to turn our attention over to Jim, Luke, and Ben at the uh, last half of the episode and find out more about everything they have cooking at theconguy.com. But before we do all of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, want to throw a little cheddar our way, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod. You can do just that. $5 a month gets you access to the Candair Patreon pod. How many Ten months? bucks a month gets you a pin, and twenty-five will get you a pin and a nightlight, and and all these shows Ooh, too. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to <laughs> think they're paying just ten dollars for a pin. Yeah. That someone might feel ripped off. You're getting the show too, but sweet ass. Jack added a lot of cool prizes yeah. on there, so uh, more incentive, more incentive. Shout outs. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What, what kind of nightlight? It's uh, one of those little. Uh, it's acrylic. It's a little. Oh, like a coaster kind It's like of a deal. hockey puck a looking hockey puck. base yeah. that uh, has like a flat acrylic thing that goes in it. and With our logo. Our on logo's it. like etched in it, so when you turn the light on, it, uh, it illuminates just Hologram the edge part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Does it make nature sounds? Oh, the oh, Candair Nightlight 2.0 will. Yep. You bet your ass it will. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what a great commercial that turned out to be. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> At first, I thought you were going to be like, oh, the acrylic pin, it's a little hockey puck. And I was like, that's a fucking lame pin, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, am I forgetting anything, Jack? Oh, yeah. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on our Facebook page, uh, me and our missing co-host, Randy, do a little uh, game game show stream with, sometimes we have guests, but we play some Jackbox with the guests, with the audience, and you can win prizes, so stop on you by. You can. Can there mugs, t-shirts, comics. There's all kinds of different stuff. Those pins worth 10 bucks we have. Yeah. <laughs> so all kinds of goodies. Hockey pucks. Yeah. It, hockey, pucks, <laughs> hockey puck <no>. lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hockey puck was the nightlight. That's what it was. But yeah, I'm sorry. I, I probably got tongue-tied t- and uh, said something wrong. Yeah. No, the nightlight, it has like a hockey puck base. That's what yeah, I That's mean. what it looks like. Oh, yeah. man. No, I think that's what you said. I. That's my fault. I have a disease. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys point. treat your What's audience that? well. We try. Yeah, all we the try. swag. Take notes, Jim. I don't. Yeah, exactly. We don't do anything like that. Jeez. <laughs> I think we get a little underappreciated sometimes, yeah, but yeah, I think it works. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we to say? All right, let's kick it off with this week's retro roundtable. Yeah. 
increase the power. Turbines to speed. Holy impregnability! Jack, why don't you kick us off, sir? My first, one of my favorite con experiences is when, one of the first or second times we went to the Cincinnati Comic Expo, Mm -hmm. and they always have a huge Star Wars presence there with the 501st. Oh, yeah. The big uh, Death Star, like, uh, what was it? It's like a prison, like, like holding a cell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 501st, you could walk over and give a donation, and they'll give you a lanyard. If any stormtroopers walk around and see you with said lanyard, they'll arrest you and then throw you in mm-hmm. the Death Star prison wall. And our buddy Jeff was walking around, and he had... Poor guy, he gets the gout every once in a while, and it was <laughs> kicking his ass that day. He was Drinking slow moving gout. and limping all over the place. He was tired after we'd been there for about four hours, so... Mm-hmm. Threw that lanyard on him at the last minute after he came back from the bathroom. He had no idea. And then all of a sudden... He's like, the fuck is this? Kara yeah. Scout. <laughs> Just walking around. And next thing you know, a biker scout comes walking by and... Arrests pulls, him. Yeah, arrests yeah. him and then drags him in. Let him sit down and rest for a little bit. Yeah. and <laughs> It was and so cool. They were like, yeah, you can uh, come check your friend out at any time. And we went into the cell. You're like, you ready, dude? And he's like, oh, no, I'm staying here. Yeah, he was just hanging out. <laughs> it was good for him. He's the Empire's treating me really well. Yeah. <laughs> so I can get <laughs> square meals a day. You know, <laughs> TV's great. That Darth is actually a nice guy. <laughs> I'm just going to chill here. Very good, very good. Uh, let's cut over to Jim. Favorite or least favorite con experience or grab? I'll give you my least favorite. Just awesome. I have a whole, I have a whole lot of favorites. I, I'll just tell you my, my favorite real quick was at the D23 Expo Convention 2015 when I was on assignment for a magazine I was working with, and I was able to go backstage and sit down and have a one-on-one conversation Last minute, unexpected conversation with George Lucas, and just sit there and Jesus. just kind of miss a little. But that was fantastic, man! It was so hard because I almost started crying just meeting this man. I was like, "Oh, I don't know what to say," but it it, it turned out to be okay. He just kind of took me aside and said, "Hey, why don't we sit down?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." That was my favorite. But my least favorite was San Diego Comic Con 2009. I had been going to Comic-Con for two years. It was great. It was fun. I just discovered it in 2007. Come back in 2009, and all of a sudden, I well, there I was going to go get in Hall H to go see James Cameron. It was, I think, James Cameron and um, somebody else who were given this uh, a, a big presentation. Director of Lord of the Rings. I, his name oh, is Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Peter Jackson. Jackson. They were doing a, a dual presentation together. And I was going to go in and try to get in there. But no, there was this line of people that had been camping out for two days. Oh. And that was when I just, yeah, it was the first time I'd ever seen it. It was like probably, I don't know, a couple thousand people waiting out line, outside. And that's when I first heard the words uttered, Twilight. The Twilight folks had shown up at Comic-Con and forever changed the, the face of Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, in other words, it was like the 2000 shriek, shrieking girls and their moms waiting outside, and mm-hmm. I couldn't understand it. And it just, it just, oh, it just was such a bad taste in my mouth. No, no offense against anyone who might be a fan of that. I just had such a bad experience. Well, you had another experience with the Hall H line, Jim. Was that the same one? No, it's when you got to the front of the line and realized you didn't. Oh, have I had I had waited in that hall H line forever, and I get up to the front of the line and they're like, "You don't have a badge." I'm like, "What?" 
And I, so I took off running. I was jumping over people, knocking people out. And let's just say, Luke, why don't you finish that story? Cause you know how it ended. So me and my friend, Greg, we both got in. Jim started just like hyperventilating almost. And then he's like, I'm gonna run to the car. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my badge. And then he just like went running down and one of the people to like remember him and everything. And they're, you don't know if they will or not. Right. So me and my friend go in, get a seat. We save one for Jim. And all of a sudden on the loudspeaker, probably after, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, we hear like, if, if you guys could please use caution go, get coming in, we had an incident in the handicapped line. <laughs> stuff like, oh. okay, that was unusual or whatever, but whatever. And then Jim comes in, he's like, I was, uh, he pulled a George Costanza with uh, the fire scene. If you've seen Seinfeld, he he cut through the handicap line, was almost pushing all these people over in a panic trying to get into Hall H. And, and my, and here's like, a, oh, I was just for the incidents. <laughs> I was the incident. I was blinded to what I was doing. I was just in such a hurry. I've been waiting for so long. And I didn't, I just didn't realize who I was pushing out of the way until they went rolling away. And I was like, oh, doggone it. It sounds so, like a combined my... fight and flight mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, so that's me. See, later wow. on in 11 o'clock news, he's just sitting there mowing down handicapped people. <laughs> uh, well, he, they paint it perfectly with the Seinfeld reference because yeah. I can see exactly yeah. what they're talking exactly. about. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my way, you bad. <laughs> all, all right, right. Uh, very I'm good done. i'm done that's all for me <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, well you how about uh, prison, luke Jim. what would be your pick sir well as he's talking about hall h hall h is a very difficult panel to get into a lot of times especially with the bigger panels and stuff very big room but very hard to get into and Doing some press stuff there, I was lucky enough to get into the Star Wars panel that they did, which was amazing, and also like, like a, um, the Marvel panels, and I think that was the same day, which I've never it was the been 20, 2015. It was the big year, twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So there was just like so much stuff, and it was just like incredible, just being in there and just feeling the energy of those like larger weekend ones and it's just people are going crazy because they're making announcements they're showing exclusive content trailers and clips from the movies and then at the star wars one there was a little special thing that they did where they gave you all lightsabers and they're like come outside to a special fireworks show and you got like a free drink some food and they did this fireworks show with an orchestrated john williams music which was this like epic ending to the panel although it left poor Kevin Smith alone in his panel that was right after it, not knowing to like, take the entire panel away. But uh, it, it was pretty incredible what they did, and I, I don't think I've experienced anything that epic, especially with the fireworks after that. And it was right on the water, too, so you went out, out there and they shot San Diego yeah. Bay, yeah. That is and sweet. I managed to circle myself. I don't recommend doing this, but I circled through the line multiple times. I got multiple tickets, so I got, like, three lightsabers just for myself. And I think I gave away Cheater. a couple to a couple friends that met up with us. Cheater. I, I don't the same endorse thing. doing that, but, you know, why You already not? have. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds We're good cool, people, though. I promise. <laughs> uh, ben, how about you, sir? <laughs> For good well, people, except for that handicap line thing. Yeah. <laughs> except for when, you're except when it comes to all H, and it's every man for himself. Yeah. I have two 
two kind of specific uh, memories for me that stand out. Um, one is probably my most memorable experience, and the other is is probably my worst memory. But the first one was the most memorable for me. Uh, San Diego Comic Con. This would have been maybe 2016, I want to say 2017, possibly. And we were we were walking into the back of like I want to say like the Hyatt Regency or uh, or no the the Manchester Grand Hyatt or the Marriott Marquis. One of those two hotels that's just to the like northwest of the San Diego Convention Center where they're still they're holding panels and stuff in the ballroom is there and the, it's crowded and people are going in these these hotel doors and the crowds moving kind of slow and I'm kind of in this doorway waiting for the people in front of me to move and all of a sudden I feel this massive hand reach onto my right shoulder and firmly but gently move me out of the way and it's Lou Ferrigno. Oh, I knew it. I was going to guess that nobody else could have He just walks been. right past me, and he's like, excuse me. And, like, has to – he's he's making his way through the crowd because I guess he's got to get to a panel or a signing or something. Yeah. But I was just like, I just got manhandled by the Hulk. <laughs> was he wearing a blue shirt? Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he was wearing the purple shorts. Um, Every time but, I see Lou uh, Ferrigno at a con, he has yeah. the exact same blue shirt on. Mm-hmm. Exact same. Oh um, yeah, so I'll never forget that. I was just like, the Hulk just yeah, threw me out of the way. It was, it, like I said, it was very firm but gentle. But, it, you know, I, I wasn't offended in any way. I was just kind of gobsmacked at the fact that Lou Ferrigno had just touched me. Yeah. So you, um, you turned red and not green, Ben. Exactly. You, you were busted. There was actually uh, no way that you could actually push against it because you were just automatically moved aside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then uh, a couple years ago, my, um, my wife and I were staying at the Marriott Marquis, which is the hotel that's connected to the convention center. Nice. Yeah. We lucked out. We found a room. It must have been vacated or something. We paid top dollar for it, but it it was a splurge that we had intended to make that year. So we were like, okay, if we're, if we're going to be right there, we're just going to pay the money to get it. And we had been walking around all day. It was, it was probably early to mid-afternoon. So we'd been walking around all morning, got lunch, walked around a little bit more, went back to the room to freshen up. And I'm exhausted. I'd been it's San, It's San Diego heat. You know, it's nice, but if you're walking around all day carrying a backpack, all that kind of stuff, it's it kind of sucks you dry a little bit. So right. we were back in the hotel room and my wife was like, hey, me and some of the other folks, we're going to go down and, you know, run around a little bit. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stay here and take a nap for like an hour. Come back and get me in an hour and then we'll go, you know, do stuff. And she comes back and she's like, babe, you're going to be real mad. And I was like, oh. OK, what's up? And uh, this was a couple years ago. And she said, um. Because after I left the room when you decided to take a nap, me and the other two girls got in the elevator with Stan Lee. Oh, of course. Oh, my. <laughs> of course. And they rode the elevator down with Stan Lee, and they didn't really say anything. I think there were some, like, casual greetings. Hello, you know, There's whatever. There's a lot of floors on this elevator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they rode the elevator down, and, and I was like, what? No. And, uh, you know, that so... I missed out on an elevator ride with Stan Lee and oh my God. and uh, never never had the chance to get to meet him in person. Uh, oh, 
Yeah. I hope but, you weren't uh, drinking vodka that day. Ah, uh, no, no, I wasn't. That's an inside joke. Vodka's my angry drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's my people, angry drink really. and my happy drink. Yeah. And what like you, you, you have angry, a better. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. Ben, don't you have one more better experience of something that you found at a WonderCon? <laughs> well, After I do a post WonderCon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I found my wife at a WonderCon. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. My <laughs> wife and I met at WonderCon Anaheim 2015. I had actually I had kind of been pining over this other girl, and uh, I some some mutual friends were going out to a dinner at Red Robin of all places in Anaheim. So a couple of my friends were like, Ben, you should come to hang out with us at this dinner. And some of their mutual friends had invited Bree, my wife. They were like, hey, Bree, you should come with us uh, to have dinner at Red Robin. And I walked in and I saw her and I was like, she's cute. <laughs> and uh, ended up sitting next to her and we really hit it off. And uh, the rest is kind of history after that. That She's uh, cute. She will be mine. That makes more she, sense than meeting her that way versus just roaming around on the con floor, flipping through some long boxes. Hey, how are you doing? Hands meet on the same right. comic. <laughs> well, and people always ask, because I, I always tell people, you know, we kind of have this nerd home run that we've hit as a couple, which is we met at a comic book convention. I asked her to be my girlfriend at the Renaissance Fair. Oh, wow. Uh, I proposed to her at Disneyland, and we got married on May the 4th last year. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty fucking official. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's pretty official. Uh, and people are always like, well, you met at a comic book convention. Were you in costume when you met? And I'm like, no, we were in costume the next day. That's <laughs> how it but works. Where can you land a kid? Let's see what day that's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh well, that's going to take a little bit more uh, calculating. Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Halloween. Free, com free comic book Halloween. day. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Man, wife from a con. That's 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 a hell of a find right yeah, there. That's the dream. I'm living the nerd dream right now. Oh, were either of you cosplaying? Oh, no, that's what he just said. That's what I said. Just at the when we met, it was at a dinner outside of the con. But the next day, I was dressed as Indiana Jones from Temple of Doom, and which is a less expensive costume because you don't need the jacket. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> she was actually dressed as a femme version of Doctor Facilier from Disney's The Princess and the Frog. Huh. Huh. And he had the guns to prove it. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I don't know. Who I, I haven't either. But I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. Very cool, man. That that's yeah. I don't know if my any of my finds here are going to top that or any of your guys' experience. But um, let me see. Where do I start? Where do I start? Uh, good experience. When I fell in love, Jack Julie Newmar. Oh yeah. I oh yeah. Grew up watching everything. the Adam West Batman show in syndication. It was on uh, after school. Watched it all the time. Loved it. And first crushes was uh, Julie Newmar as a Catwoman and Yvonne Craig as mm -hmm. Batgirl or Batwoman. Batgirl. Batwoman. Bat Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batgirl. yeah, Batgirl. yeah Batwoman came along later in the comics, so yeah. she wasn't part of the '66 show. There we go. And. Uh, she was at the Cincinnati con. We went well, maybe second or third time just getting to meet her. I was beside myself because, you know, she's older now. She's elderly. Mm -hmm. 
but you see her sitting there and it's like it's still you isn't it <laughs> <laughs> still she's you. still kind of a fox she still kind of yeah. is yeah, she still kind of is and i i told her i was like my julie you are looking beautiful today and she said to me, <laughs> and Jack, Jack saw me after she said that she looked me up and down. She's like, well, I keep good company. And I about fell, fell over. I was so fucking smitten. So I remember when you came back, you were all rosy and you're like short of breath. You're a little like, oh, my God, I just met Julie Newmar. She looks amazing. Oh, my God. I think she wants to fuck me. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, I had to run to the bathroom and rub one out so fast to get back to the floor. <laughs> oh, so I've been wondering about what this, how far we can go on the show. I think I just found out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it how gets perfectly works. wonderful. <laughs> just yeah, that's Eartha Kit. <laughs> um, what's another another cool thing I picked up at a con? Okay, anytime we go to cons, I'm a huge toy collector. So I'll take you know, a handful of money, and I'll come home with bags full of little trinkety toys, which I love, but it gets boring sometimes, especially when you're at mm -hmm. cons and you see people walking around with, like, their effects sabers, you know, mm -hmm. from those big booths you see, or, I yeah. don't know, just any kind of cool props, and I just thought, well, one time I'm going to go with a lot more money, and I'm just going to dedicate to looking for something bigger, more extravagant than just all these little trinkety bullshit things, you know? So mm -hmm. I ended up getting, you know, Jack, you were there, this Cleveland Comic-Con, uh, John Hammond's oh, cane yeah. from yeah. Jurassic Park, a recreation oh, of awesome. it. that's awesome. Oh, I love the thing. Oh, wow. I'm so mad because after I had bought it already, I was kind of talking to the guy about it. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, that's a prop. You know, you can't use that as a cane. That's just a dowel rod. It'll snap. <laughs> I was like, what? And so uh, the longer I have it, the less I kind of like it. I mean, I, I like it, but like, you know how like the the ball on the end is supposed to be like really clear, and yeah, you see the mosquito. No, it's right. real foggy, and when you hold it up to a light and look in there, you can see it's not even a real mosquito. It's, it's a like a paper. It's there. printed on like a piece of like well, like vellum or some shit, and just floating in there. Is it really? Yeah, I was like, you <laughs> couldn't even go for a real cloudy. mosquito. I mean, maybe that's cruel to some people, but I know there's no fucking save the mosquitoes <laughs> organizations going to be writing my ass up if I'm will have this cane. You know, there's going to be another one of those uh, <laughs> what uh, thing dot orgs. <laughs> the people that put up there <laughs> on the change. Excuse me, sir. Is that a real mosquito? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the Mosquito Protection Fund. <laughs> he throws a bucket of blood on me and runs. <laughs> <laughs> now you look delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh, unless anybody else had any other picks they wanted to throw out. All right. Well, we got one. We got one more, a collective one. So from the con guy, like, you know, we're from the conguy.com website, and that's where our show is at, the con guy show. We uh, just, when was our, we were able to put together our very fir first panel two years ago. Was it two years ago, Luke and Ben, at WonderCon, right? Yeah, well, it was WonderCon 2019, wasn't it? Oh, wow. So it was just last year. Yeah. Wow. That wasn't too long ago. How time oh, gets away. Jeez, this year. Yeah, but we were able to pull together a collection of uh, some of the Power Rangers actors from across the years. Ben was a great facilitator of that. Luke kind of pulled all the actors together, and, and uh, I, I just showed up. And it was awesome. <laughs> that sounds really freaking awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah. 
How how big? I basically was, uh... wrangled Power Rangers all day. <laughs> I'm sorry, all oh, you wrangled Power Rangers all day. I bet you guys yeah. had one hell of a turnout too. It was good. Yeah. It, it, the thing that's cool is like um the as we, we've done a couple more of these panels since then with the Power Rangers and, you know, some of them are larger than others. And then, you know, this year everything goes online. And now that we're this year, we produced another Power Rangers panel that was online and it really, uh, wow, it just kind of like it exploded in popularity. I think uh, everybody was just itching to get out of their houses and they saw we were doing a Power, Power Rangers panel online, including some of the current season's Beast Morphers. And Ben, what do you think? That was a crazy time, wasn't it? Well, it's wild. Because here's here's the thing, because Power Rangers has been continuously going, basically renewing the cast and the story every two years since 1993. So the show has been going for almost 30 years now. So you have, you know, yeah, you have, you know, maybe 13, 14 full different casts of Power Rangers and, uh, you know, extra characters. So there's a ton of, of actors out there who are former Rangers and the fan base for these people is rabid for everything from day one through today. And yep. so that first panel we got, we had guys, I watched the original series when I was a kid, when it came out in 93, and we didn't have any of those original actors. We had thought we kind of made a connection with a couple of the original actors, thought they might swing by the panel, but they, they didn't end up uh, swinging by. So the people we had on were from, we had one guy who was on in like the early 2000s, and then the rest of them were from like the mid 20 teens like 2013 through 2017 or something oh, like that yes. so i hadn't i hadn't really seen any of the shows that any of these kids were on but they gave us a pretty sizable room at wondercon at the anaheim convention center and we were on a friday night at what 6 p.m jim seven i think it, oh, well, wow. it was right there in the middle of drive hour where everybody was stuck in traffic in la so it wasn't a pretty time to be having a panel well, yeah. no, I, but for most of the people who were already there for WonderCon who were staying down there, we got pretty packed. I mean, we yeah. started with probably around 90 people in the room, and by the time it was over, we probably had close to 200 people in the room. Oh, nice. Because yeah. people just kept filing in, which for us, for our first panel, you know, we're, we're kind of like the little podcast that could. We don't have yeah. a huge reach right now. We're really making a strong effort to get more out there right now, and we're we're loving all the new fans that we're getting in. Um, and we try to do really fun stuff to keep people engaged. But, you know, for our first panel and at but that we time, don't have nightlights, <laughs> no, don't have nightlights or enamel pins. And we certainly <laughs> don't have hockey pucks. We're, we're going to have bat lights in the sky yeah, yeah. with go. our with our logo and website. Um, but, yeah, for us, like to get close to 200 people in for a panel, I, I mean, I know they're obviously there for the Power Rangers, but for us to be producing that, to have that many people was just awesome. And then we did the same panel essentially with a couple of different actors at Los Angeles Comic-Con later that fall last year, but they put us on like Sunday morning at <laughs> nine or 10 a.m. Yeah, wow. And we're so like, really. who's coming to this? And and we still had a handful of people, but it wasn't as, as big. I know, I think that first one though, we were in a room that seated 700 people and it got half full. So that's 350 to 400 well, was okay. what we had. 
Yeah. I stand corrected. And, and, and the second room, I remember that room was, because I remember that room kind of was one of the 450 accommodation. We had about half of that. So, but the one online, I'm really proud about that one. The one, the big one. Uh, so far, we have had 14,000 downloads of the video. So we're excited about that. Nice. Dang, I didn't know it was that high already. Yeah. Wow. Um, I know who you are, Ben. <laughs> now i shall use my minions to take over the world that's a, uh, there are other shows with bigger numbers but we are stoked we we're just kind of like a we're we're, we're like a, a scrappy fan serving fans type website so like we're just happy for people coming around and you know geeking out with us Kind of that's like what you guys. I was just going to uh, ask you guys uh, to do a little bit. Yeah, we just kind of gradually moved right into the talking about your guys' show and stuff, and I'm excited to do so because it sounds like uh, we have similar pasts in the same, I guess, in the way of, uh, you know, just wanting to get out, do live shows, do bigger, better things than we've done before. And uh, it seems like you guys are really doing it, uh, you know, at con- theconguy.com all kinds of things on there. You guys had have, have videos, podcasts. Now we're hearing you're doing live shows. Can you tell uh, the listeners just a little bit about what the con guy.com is in a nutshell? Yeah, just basically we are, we look at fandom pop culture through the lens of comic cons and fan conventions. And, and cause I, it seems like there's a, you know, there's a lot of probably, I hate to say it, better sites where you can get breaking news and but we're we're kind of like a site that just we like to celebrate with the fans their their stuff. It kind of sounds like what you guys do a little bit. Yeah. And um, it was just like a few years ago. Like I said, it was like a few years ago. We were I was at the convention with Luke, and we just wanted to we just wanted a way. We were loving the conventions. We'd been going for years, but we were looking for a way to kind of get a little bit more involved. M- myself and Luke are screenwriters. Ben's also a filmmaker and an actor. And so we just love the idea of plugging into the convention a little bit deeper. And so that's where the website came in. And then a um, podcasting company asked us to come over and they pitched us on doing a podcast, a video podcast with them. We're like, yeah, sure. We'll give it a try. And the rest is history. We've been doing that. And we branched out and we now have um, a second podcast and show called uh, the, the scare guy is the name of the the website. It's the scarier side of the con guy. We, we don't get super scary, though. We're <laughs> or super gory. We're just kind of more, uh, we celebrate haunted events, horror conventions, horror movies, just good, fun stuff. And then we have a podcast right now called Don't Fear the Podcast. And our home right now is on that hashtag show. We want to make sure we throw them out there. But uh, that's my story. I, I know Luke and Ben, they've kind of come at it from different directions, if you guys want to talk. Luke? Yeah, well, uh, Jim's story is pretty similar to mine. Um, I was kind of new to the whole con thing, and uh, he ended up bringing me along to WonderCon, where I'm like, wow, these thing is, it's different. Like, I didn't grow up, like, embracing kind of the nerdy or the comic-y side of myself as much. I mean, I'd collect things, I'd collect toys and all that, but he talked about going to all these Comic-Cons and stuff as an adult, and I was like... All right, I guess I'll go. And then, like, because I, I, I was more pursuing film at the time, but then seeing kind of the different panels on filmmaking and stuff, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then what really kind of sucked me in is when I was on the floor, because you, you, the convention floor, there's all these, like, things, collectibles, and I started seeing toys I had from when I was a kid, and especially this uh, kind of, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, Batman and Robin kind of toys, and I ended up rebuying a Batman and Robin toy there, and then that kind of was like, 
all right, this this kind of feels like me and started kind of rebuying some of my childhood toys at these places. But Jim eventually started talking about starting a website. I was like, oh, I'll do some graphic design on it. Thought it would be this little easy thing at first, like, okay, well, I'll just help with that. But ended up going to cons and getting more involved and then ended up doing the podcast and been doing it for years now, but now totally con experienced from pretty much nothing Probably <laughs> this was about 2012 or 2013 when I was first introduced to all of it. Well, it's kind of like me. Uh, I never went to a con until what, one of the first times with, as the show we went. I had only oh wow I had only been to uh, one con and that was a month before we recorded our first episode. Yep. I had never wow. I'd never been to one like I said, and I, I had kind of at the time was not as deep into my uh, fandom with everything we love as mm-hmm. you know as I am now but I thought all cons were like little mini San Diego Comic Cons boy was I fucking wrong <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um not to say it wasn't a good experience though uh, my first con uh you know I expected just I didn't know what to expect honestly and again walking in the door it seemed underwhelming but by the time I had left I'd seen the green ranger I had met Stan Lee had an autograph nice. and I was like man this is a cool world. I was like, how did I do this before? How can I get in this world? I honestly was thinking that maybe I could sell t-shirts. That'll get me in here. That'll Mm -hmm. get me in this world. But how horrible that would have been. I can always fall Mm -hmm. back on. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Shoot for the moon there. Yeah. (laughs) T-shirts. That's just enough to get in the door. That's all I need. I'm not, I don't have to have high prospects or anything. No. Well, yeah, I was, uh, I had, you know, I had always kind of heard about San Diego Comic-Con. I'm originally from Kansas, and I uh, moved to Los Angeles in 2010. And I had gone down to San Diego Comic-Con for a handful of years with my buddies, and I wasn't really aware that there were other conventions, for the most part, outside of big things like New York Comic-Con or something like that. And uh, I had met this girl who I was, uh, as I mentioned before, kind of pining after. And she was really into going to conventions. And she was like, yeah, there's totally other conventions. There's WonderCon in Anaheim and there's Long Beach Comic Con and Long Beach Comic Expo and L.A. Comic Con, which at the time was called Kamikaze, which then became Stan Lee's Kamikaze. And then it became Stan Lee's L.A. Comic Con. And now I think it's just L.A. Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. so she kind of started showing me around to, to those conventions. And then, of course, uh, I think it was I want to say it was the first time I went to WonderCon in Anaheim is when I met my wife there. And she loved going to WonderCon like that's her favorite convention. So the this this other girl had brought me to WonderCon in Anaheim. And that's where I met my wife, which was a great <laughs> a little happenstance there. Um, and I had kind of known Jim and Luke, uh, we had, we had gone to the same church in Hollywood for a little while and I had kind of run into them there a couple times. And I have a friend who used to drive around a replica of one of the utility Jeeps from Jurassic park. Oh, uh, one of the beige and red ones, you know, yes. with the Jeep on the side. And, uh, he had kind of done playoff who's winning Just, oh, I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> did you guys hear that i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
The um, NBA. NBA. No, that was that was Bernie Bregman. <laughs> no, are you serious? Yeah, she's doing a podcast right now. I'm sorry, I just popped on. I'm turning it off right as we speak. <laughs> Thanks for listening to other podcasts while I'm, we're on a podcast. <laughs> this man is podcast obsessed. No, it just popped up <laughs> while I'm sitting here. I'm like, what the hell is this? All right. It's like uh, I'm a podcaster ahead. who's on a podcast listening to a podcast. About it doesn't a podcast. get any more hardcore than this. <laughs> <laughs> the blood will shoot from your nose. Uh, but yeah, I had so I Luke is way into Jurassic Park, as I am as well. And Me so too. we started we kind of started talking about Jurassic Park stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a buddy who's got a Jurassic Park Jeep. And he's like, what? You got a buddy who's got a Jurassic Park Jeep? And we kind of hit it off there. And then. As I went to more conventions, I just started into Jim and Luke. Like every convention, multiple days, I just happened to run into them. Oh, that's Jim and Luke. And one day they're wearing like the T-shirts and our logo for the con guy is Jim's face with like a domino <laughs> mask. Yeah, but it's like a cartoon. It's like a comic book version of Jim with this yellow domino mask. And and it says <laughs> the con guy in these cartoony letters. And I was like, why do I keep seeing you guys here? And they're like, well, we're here because we love cons, but we've got this website and this podcast called The Con Guy. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool, dude. I, I you know, I, I, I love it. Where, where can I find it? And they're like, dude, you should be on the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And so I came on and started coming on for an episode or two here and there. And then all of a sudden they're like, you're a host now. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it stuck. That is awesome. I was going to ask you guys uh, how you all came together. But, man, that you just answered it perfectly. What mm -hmm. a great story that is. It was kind of meant to be. It's like, why? why so it are... seems like, yeah. Yeah. It, it was divine. Me and Jim met at church as well at another time earlier in history. And we do have to give a call out. Yeah, <laughs> we got to give a call out to Derek Sams and Katie Kamoto. They are other two hosts on the show and contributors to the site. So we would be remiss not to mention them. I honestly feel a little intimidated now. Some of those jokes I dropped earlier, we have churchgoers. <laughs> no, no, no. As our Sinners. friend Brad calls us, we are the... We're his church friends who drink and cuss too much. So that's yeah, awesome. We, we okay. do happy hour shows. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned that uh, you do some of your uh, video stuff, uh, I guess, offsite or that's being filmed at a network. Is that correct? That is correct. Right now, we're at, um, we started at one network which had like 100 different podcasts going on at the same time and they they're on a hiatus right now uh, mainly because of the coronavirus and different things and and um but we have jumped over to that hashtag show which th they're kind of like a, a an umbrella geek and nerd and fandom culture site for a lot of different things and we're really happy to be over there our our, ben is the one now that we hooked Ben in Ben took us and hooked us in over there so Ben was kind of like our conduit and took us over there and he knew <laughs> the folks he was already doing a, a another podcast over there and I think it was just a great fit right Ben yeah really if so if you want to check out the con guy or the scare guy stuff just for the the listeners out there um, if you're tired of this podcast and want to listen to a different one, just kidding. <laughs> listen oh, to oh, wow. I'm joking. <laughs> hockey pucks and nightlights. Remember that? Hockey, yeah, <laughs> we don't. We do not give you hockey pucks. That's true. <laughs> but we got vodka. Eject uh, button. Yeah, 
if you want to uh, if you want to listen to our uh, or check out videos or the audio of our older stuff, you can find uh, the po- the con guy and the scare guy podcasts through uh, the Popcorn Talk Network, which is part of AfterBuzz TV. They have their whole they have a whole YouTube presence, and all our shows used to be on that. Uh, and and as Jim said, now we're over on that hashtag show, which also has a YouTube presence. So you can find that um, on on YouTube, and you can also find us on Spotify and iTunes, I believe, and pretty much wherever you can get your podcasts. Right. So, but we've had some great guests in the past, so if you want to go back and check out some of those episodes, they're a lot of fun, too. And I just got to put in one plug. Ben and Luke just pulled out the, the most awesome couple of weeks out of our ass of Jaws 45th anniversaries. I, hey, Luke and Ben, if you guys just real quick, I know we're kind of hogging the show here but like oh, just yeah. tell them about jaws real quick that was really cool what you guys did well i mean that's a lot you too jim like you you well, i was on the show but yeah. <laughs> he's like <laughs> luke and ben did it no jim you were on the show too <laughs> i didn't uh, plan any of it i showed up for that luke luke you kind of like put that whole thing together yeah it just kind of happened it was a happy accident that kind of happened so uh, Shark Week was coming up, and I'd met Carl Gottlieb, the writer of Jaws, in the past, and it had been like years, probably like three, four, five years or so since I met him. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if we got an interview with him, brought him on the show, talked to him, because we had some conversations when we met, met him in person. It was at like a Jaws art gallery thing, and just randomly he ended up coming in. We got to talk to him. He told us some stories, and then I went out and bought the Jaws log book, read that, and I was like, I'd love to get him on the show. So I just kind of cold contacted him on Twitter and Facebook. And then I got this uh, message back from this guy named Steve Joyner, who uh, does kind of his publicist stuff and his PR guy for a lot of different companies and different things. And he knew Carl closely and a bunch of Jaws people like Joe Alves and um, a lot of uh, you know Jeffrey Voorhees, who played Alex Kidner, so he ended up connecting us with a bunch of Jaws people, which was right. amazing. And then it evolved from being just me getting Carl into a bunch of people. And I'd also met Jeffrey Kramer at a Halloween 40 convention because he was in Halloween 2. So I ended up getting him. He played Hend- W.D. Hendrix in the first Jaws and also in the second one. So we ended up putting together kind of it's been about 10 shows we've done. We've released eight so far. But uh, we got so many Jaws. We got so many Jaws. (laughs) I was like, oh, we'll do our own Shark Week. So I ended up doing six episodes back to back editing. I was like up till like four to seven in the morning each night, just trying to scramble to get these things done to air around 11 a.m. But it was it was rough, but uh, it was it was really rewarding to get to kind of meet and talk to a lot of these. It was because it's my favorite movie. So. Sure. It kind of helped me to have the motivation to put in the extra work, but it was just really cool getting kind of more connected with the Jaws community and then joining a bunch of Facebook groups that I'm still a part of and kind of interacting with here and there and uh, hoping to maybe do some Back to the Future stuff in the future and kind of get more connected with those groups as well because we had Kevin Pike on who was one of the main people behind of creating the DeLorean and all that, and he's worked on a lot of different projects and stuff. So it was really cool. Also from Jaws, and, as well. Right, right. He was in Jaws as well, and back and yeah. Um, yeah. Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you can check those out on um, our page, thekonga.com. We also posted on our Facebook pages, and it's also now on. Uh, if you look up that hashtag show, 
uh, the Con Guy podcast. You can hear it audio only there, and they're also on that hashtag shows YouTube pages. So really cool interviews. We try to add in some photo and some footage on some of them. So they're they're we were pretty impressed. And Ben, you you enjoyed talking to some of these people as well. I love the old timers like Joe Alves and Carl Gottlieb specifically. Like these guys. So Joe Alves designed and built the shark. Uh, he's an art and the orca, uh, right. and the orca, the boat. Yeah, we actually yeah, and, he was on. We uh, had him on last week, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. I was, I was looking at your website. Isn't he just awesome and hilarious to talk to? Yes. Yeah, he was a trip. That's for sure. Talking that's about the sure. old days of movie making and problems they had. Yeah, we almost got in a fight, not a fight, like legitimately, but like it wasn't a bridge, it was dentures, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry, guys, well, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. No, 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 it's all good. But he's just like, I I like that the thing is, the thing I said about like Joe Alves and Carl Gottlieb is both of these guys, you can ask them a question and let them talk for 15 minutes and it's all good stuff. It's yeah. none of it's mm-hmm. bullshit because they're just talking about all these things they did and it wasn't like well-funded and they didn't have all this stuff that they were, you know, just had at their fingertips. They were putting together jaws with shoelaces and macaroni, you know, and yeah, and uh, just hearing these old, you know, they're old now, but, you know, talking about when they were young and they were just throwing this shark together and putting it in the water and it was getting wet and sinking. And then they had to, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, it was in, it was interesting that he cleared up that, you know, there's always this this urban legend that, well, you didn't see the shark very much in Jaws because it was never working. And he said, no, that's not true. We showed the shark as much as it was in the script. He's like, that's that was by design. Shark yeah. still had a lot of problems, but but the the lack of visuals on the shark until the end was was not due to malfunction. That was by design, which I thought was really interesting. And a lot, and with he the would barrels, know because especially yeah, and he would know because he did all the storyboards. He said every storyboard that he produced is on film. So that that was something that surprised me. I, I I'd always thought it was because they didn't have the shark working is why we didn't see it as much. But now it's like no. They got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Thank it, God for it. But there are some additional scenes like the Alex Kittner scene where they show more. Of the, you can see kind of some cool scenes if they did show the shark more. But they made those choices on purpose to not show the shark to do more of the Hitchcock feel, which they did yeah. kind of want to have the feel at the beginning. But and Joe definitely like likes showing his book. Like if you do a video interview with him, it's kind of like story time because he'll just like pick up his book and show you <laughs> pictures in his book. Oh, or he'll cool. just be like, oh, wait, this thing's behind me. Even like. Carl's like, hold on, I got this book on the shelf. So it's like awesome when they just like grab something and show you when you're doing like video interviews with them. That's awesome. Yeah, we yeah we only got the audio into that, but uh, that it's so funny. I um, only within the past year have seen Jaws for the first time, believe it or not, and uh, loved. Oh it. man, <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved it because you know a lot like a lot of people were saying you're probably maybe a little too desensitized for it now you didn't grow up with it yeah wrong (laughs) no it was good and thank god there wasn't any more of the shark in that film because there's a perfect suspense level at all times the first time you get that real good look at the shark when he comes up after the chum Mm -hmm. oh my god that's horrifying and that that immediately Mm -hmm. would dwindle down into nothing if you'd seen the shark at least once before yeah. then, instead of just you know seeing right. the from his perspective the da, 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 it was so good that's where a lot of movies 
they show the monster yeah. too much and it kind of didn't de- desensitize you to a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like exactly. aliens, you only ever saw that thing a couple of times. Exactly. And it was yeah. always like a quick glimpse of it or yep. like in wires or shit like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the jumps all still work is what's beautiful about the film. And like, I'll show like my sister's kids or we showed one of our friends, Patrick, who's I think around like 35 or so. And he literally jumped up and ran behind the couch when the shirt came out of the water. that's the biggest reaction i've ever seen from a girl especially more so than my sister's kids who just hide their faces he literally jumped out of his seat that was after half a bottle of whiskey though (laughs) (laughs) never underestimate the power of practical effects right now with 4k with a clean up stuff it it doesn't look so much dated other than wardrobe in a lot of movies so it, it you can still get the same effects all over the place too. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, did you see the new 4K? No, I I was hoping there was going to be one because I'd like to see it. It is. It just came out this year. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I, knew I just that. got that for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that. Yeah. Jack's up on things. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing a few guys do. <laughs> testing. <laughs> He's testing us. And Back to the Future will be coming out here in about a month or so. Hell yeah! Nice. Oh, that one I'll be excited to listen mm-hmm. to. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, you know, your whole, everything you guys do revolves largely around uh, the con experience, you know, telling people uh, how to prep for the con, uh, your experiences at con, you know, on the scene footage, et cetera, et cetera. How has this pandemic affect your guys' show and production? We, um, more content. Yeah, it's made us a little bit busier, which is odd because we, kind of like a lot of shows, but I don't want to pretend like we're the only ones doing this, but like we said, you know what, if the cons aren't happening, happening, let's try to create the panel experience at the con. So we've been able to book quite a few more guests. Like we had Greg Nicotero on. There's no way we would have been able to book him on our show. Hey, Greg, we tape at 10 o'clock at night. Can you come up to to North Hollywood and kind of just wait out? And No, we did in the middle of the day. He didn't have anything else to do because he was – you know, quarantining with his family. And it was just, I, the it has affected us. We were not able to attend conventions, but uh, we've been able to find a whole lot more to talk about. You know, sure. a lot of conventions have gone online. A lot of conventions are still putting out content. So that's cool. But there's still a lot happening. And um, I don't know. What do you guys think, Ben, yeah. ben Luke? I, th- I think it has definitely provided more opportunities. So when this all happened, uh, Kevin Undergar of uh, Popcorn Talk, we were on kind of a he, – he leads After Buzz is kind of the bigger branch of it. Popcorn Talk's one of the shows within the After Buzz. But he was kind of talking to the After Buzz community, some of the people about taking advantage of, you know, opportunities. You know, like it's it's a bad thing that's happening, but like how do you adjust? How do you adapt to what's going on? And he was talking about, like, use this. Use this as ways to kind of adapt to what's happening. And for us that was doing these virtual shows and getting guests like Greg Nicotero we've never had, and it kind of put in me kind of like a little bit more of that fearlessness of, like, these people are home. Maybe they're more available and, like, cold co- contacting Carl Gottlieb and just other things and just, like, kind of, you know, opening this video aspect. Someone doesn't have to come all the way to the studio and – Sure. Doing, we've done so many more shows through this form, which we really do hope to get back to the studio. But we may still continue some form of this even when things open up again. Which is understandable. It's mm-hmm. been a great uh, convenience to the everybody, you know. I mean, yeah. in the in, during this time, but 
I mean, even Jack uh, here, he does a thing on our... Uh, you explain it. What's that? Oh, the, Jackbox. The, the Jackbox, yeah, the game, the video game stream going on there every week and playing along with viewers and getting guests on there to and that's shoot something the shit that we would have some fun. You probably would have never done, Mm-mm. you know, had uh, this pandemic not come along. Yeah. Had we not been exposed to, because uh, what, what do you use? You're using uh, like Zoom or something? or uh, No, I'm using Hangouts. Hangouts, okay. Until that hopefully stays around for a little bit yeah. longer because I don't know how I'm going to do it otherwise. <laughs> What about Twitch? Have you gotten on Twitch, Jack? Uh, yeah, I used to do Twitch. Uh, last year I was streaming on Twitch quite a bit, but it's a, a different community, I don't think. I think podcasts are harder to get any kind of exposure. I, I could get a lot of gamers on there and playing, but I guess at the same yeah. time that could bring more listeners into sure. us, too. Yeah, I might. We'll have to see about Put a that. little bug in your ear, didn't yeah, he, Jack? Sure did. <laughs> I am not an expert on Twitch. I, I just know it's a big gaming community. I, yeah. well, Katie, who is yeah. on our show, she's on Twitch a bit as well. He made an account this week, and now he thinks he's some expert. <laughs> I did. I made a Twitch I account. I've got a Twitch account now, so you want to back I up? I just don't know how to use it yet. It's just there. <laughs> well, that's that's a good point to bring up, because Katie, who's we mentioned earlier, who's one of the hosts on our show, we call her the con girl on the con guy show, and then she is the final girl on the scare guy show. Um, but she has a Twitch account that she's actually kind of built a little bit of a following behind that she she goes on, and I I have to admit i'm completely twitch ignorant so i don't know i like playing video (laughs) games and i like podcasting so i should probably look into it but you know she's got herself a little following and so she's been kind of advising jim and luke and us about like hey we should do like a con guy twitch page and you guys i'm kind of interested you do the the patreon thing that that's something we've kind of kicked the idea around over drinks but we never have really pulled the trigger on that either how does that does that work well for you guys you you what, what do you provide what do you guys provide i mean obviously hockey pucks but besides that i was gonna say man hockey pucks <laughs> night, night. You not been listening? The show. <laughs> <laughs> no uh just again uh, you know content that can only be heard to uh paid people i you know when we started the patreon we had thought about well, you know, do we move like maybe half of our show over to Patreon, you mm-hmm. know, cut down the free content half, but we decided, no, we're not going to, you know, penalize anybody who can't afford it or anything. Right. So the normal show comes out once a month. We just record that uh, extra content. And then, of course, hockey pucks, pins, uh, and a partridge <laughs> in a pear tree. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it works Delicious. well for us. And do we have a huge flood of money coming in? No. If we were more active on there, maybe... Uh, put a little more time into it, probably. But we make enough money that anytime we have an idea or we want to do marketing, we can do that, and it pays. Even studio upgrades. Studio upgrades, and it's definitely oh, it nice. definitely pays our hosting fees every yeah. month. So yeah. yeah, it's a huge help. Huge help. Nice. That's awesome. Well, it's definitely something for people for to thank for it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, guys, this is the part where I turn it to you and uh, for social media plugs, uh, anything you want to put out there to the listener. All right, I'll go first. Um, if anybody is interested in checking us out on theconguy.com, you can follow us at just go to theconguy.com or follow us on Twitter at theconguy.com. That's the, but you have to spell it out theconguy.com because somebody had the audacity to get. The con guy on Twitter. Jerks. And they, Bastards. Yeah, jerks, jerks. They Clever were, girl. Yeah, so, but on Instagram, we're just the con guy. 
on you can find us on YouTube at the Con Guy on Facebook at the Con Guy. You can find me. I am my name is Jim Fry. Find me on Twitter at Jim Fry LA. Luke. Same as Jim as far as the con guy and the scare guy stuff goes, but you can find me personally at Cheese on Couch on both Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> so when we're at the studio, I was known as Cheeseman on the Couch. I'm going more by Cheeseman, but I'm still keeping the Cheese on Couch because it just sounds so cool. You were right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. It made us smile. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can also find uh, our scare guy stuff at thescareguy.com as yep. well as it's just the scare guy on Instagram and Twitter as well, correct. right, Jim? That's yeah. correct, yes. Uh, and then my name is Ben Cleaver. I'm an actor, comedian, con enthusiast. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. My name's spelled real weird, uh, but both of them are at B E N K L I E W E R. And, uh, you know, people always ask me, I know this is audio, nobody can nobody can see me, but people always ask why I'm drinking out of this red cup, and it's because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. Ooh. Hey. That the truth? <laughs> We're going to have to get together sometime, guys. Yeah. That was for free. <laughs> <laughs> guys, this has been a blast. We are going to be uh, linking this episode and uh, directing our people uh, over to your show as well. And uh, just from the sounds of this episode, you know, you guys have a, a very avid Jurassic Park lover in your midst. Well, we have one of those here, don't we, Jack? Mm-hmm. We sure do. It seems like we've been doing, uh, you know, podcasting around the same amount of time, a lot of the same uh, kind of topics. I, I would really like to work with you guys more yeah. in the future if you ever uh, want to pod. Absolutely. Yeah, we have to have you guys over on the podcast. That'd be great. Anytime. Absolutely. Just let us know. It yep. sounds like it'd be a blast. You um, just actually have to get dressed and, and, and comb your hair to come on ours, though. Oh, right. uh, well, never mind. Yeah, we're out. No. <laughs> Just put on a Jurassic Park hat. Yeah. yeah. Well, go. I'll say this. You know, after the world opens back up, when uh, if you guys make your way out to San Diego Comic-Con or something, well, we can go out in, uh, in downtown San Diego and have ourselves a good time at the con. Yeah. There you go. Now that sounds yeah. fun. Or Luke Cheeseman, you're going to be in Columbus in a couple of weeks, too. Yeah, or meet up at like Huli Huli or one of the Tiki Bar or somewhere in Columbus. I'd be down with that. Yeah, Old just shoot us a message or something. Old North, there you go. I don't. Yeah. How long have you been out of town? I've I've lived in LA since 2007, but I'm usually back a few times a year. My family and a lot of my friends are still there, so I try to make it back when I can. My nephew's playing football right now in Columbus, so I'm hoping to make it back soon. Yeah, let us know. Definitely yeah. hook up. And it, I can't wait for the day we can all hook up together and mm-hmm. have some fun. Sounds like, That's except right. for in Hall H, I don't want to see any old yeah, ladies get beat the hell up yeah. or anything. <laughs> Jim will push you right. Hey, I know you. <laughs> Watch out, I'm on the way. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, guys, thanks so much again for being here. And Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to candarepodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, buy some merch, become a patron, follow or see some of our videos on our YouTube page. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And once again, Twitter at candarepod and Instagram at canned underscore air. And that Patreon page, it keeps on coming up in this episode, which I'm not complaining about. Yeah. Any exposure <laughs> is good com- exposure. Patreon.com forward slash CandarePod, or if you get on the website, Jack has a link right there. It makes it even a little bit easier for you to get to. $5 a month gets you hockey pucks, pins, and access to that show. <laughs> We've said it a million times here in the last hour. What else do we need to say, people? 
Jack, what am I forgetting? Uh, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on our Facebook page, the Candair Game Show. You can come on, play some Jackbox with us, win some prizes, meet some other podcasts, or maybe some other kind of special guests. Yeah, special guests, special prizes, special games. Is there anything you guys aren't doing over there? Give us a like on the Facebook page, and you'll get an alert when we go live, so you won't even have to remember. How about that? We did it all for you. Really have. <laughs> Everything in a nice little Good package. Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. This is the part where you guys go around saying your name. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, shoot. Oh. <laughs> I am, I am Jim Fry. And I'm Luke Cheeseman. And I'm Ben Cleaver. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. from outside blowtorch whenever there's a fire in your house be sure to get outside immediately and once outside get on candarepodcast.com well thanks for the tip blowtorch but just one question what about the fire and no one is half the battle gi joe well guys I'm sorry. That's something we should only look into. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was good. just putting a button on that. Gotcha. This has been a Canned Air production. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.